Welcome to Rooster and the Devil, where we give you the Americans' perspective on English Premier League soccer, with hosts Brad Tyndall, Jimmy Carn, and Mike Steenstra. Anyway, welcome to Rooster and the Devil. First week is done in the books. How do you feel? I feel alive, Mike. I, uh, I truly feel alive. Me too, me too. Brad, you're supposed to go into your part about how you feel. Now we have I, awkward silence. Brad, how I do you feel? I feel like there are only 37 <laughs> weeks left in the season. Can, can, we, uh, can we rename the podcast Awkward Silence? <laughs> yeah, I like it. Now I feel even more awkward, Jim. Thanks a lot. <laughs> so, all right, Martial, let's get right into it. Martial? We want specifically Marshall or Daniel. Manchester United. Fuck you, Brad. I go where it I is. want. Martial. Oh, the goddamn host. Whoa. <laughs> Martial scored a goal in, uh, in, as part of the 4 nothing win on Sunday. Um, you know, I think, like, it, I wa- obviously watched the whole game. Um, the first 20, 25 minutes, honestly, Chelsea uh, was taking it to us. They had the better opportunities. Uh, Tammy Abraham. Um, Abraham uh, just just hit a, a laser off the post uh, early on, and then uh, I think later in the half, Emerson from about eight yards out, you know, hit that same post, um, trying to go over a corner. So they had plenty of opportunities. Um, uh, I think the the PK was a, a good call. I mean, you watch it; it was pretty clearly a foul. Um, it, even if you know Rashford went down a little easily, it was, it was still pretty pretty clearly a foul. So what minute they were was looking that in? to get that goal? You know. Uh, 16th minute, 16th or 18th minute. Um, early on, you know, it, it kind of set the pace um, and allowed United to um, kind of sit back and take some of those attacks. But, you know, the second half they came out and um, they played some of the, uh, the the type of attacking football that you saw them play when they were successful, you know, for that um, that month span last last year after uh, Ali took over. Uh, lots of counterattacking, um, you know, the... <clears throat> the goal that Marshall scored, the second goal, um, you know, it actually came off of a counterattack. Even though they slowed it down, came back out to Pereira, um, played a ball in. Marshall, you know, touched it right between the keeper's legs. Good goal. Marshall looks like he's focused and ready to go. He actually, I think, I think he played uh, through the center as the center tagging striker, um, probably more than Rashford even did. Rashford was playing out wide and checked back a bunch, which helped. Um, but then, uh, the, you know, a couple minutes later, uh, Pogba ball comes to his feet and he looks up and Rashford's already full gallop and hits him on the on the on the fly for go three nothing. And from there, you know, it was it was game on. And uh, and obviously Daniel James comes on later and gets his debut goal in front of the Old Trafford fans. And um, I, I don't know if you saw the replays, but just his celebration, you saw just how much it meant to him. Like, he got very emotional afterwards, and, you know, it was cool to see. Harry Maguire played very steady, very well, you know, very comfortable for a player that's only been with that team for a week. You know, he hasn't even had the time to really the, 
uh, get to know everybody yet, but still, you know, played very solid. Um, I'm not, I'm not saying that. Needless to say, you yeah, are horny after week <laughs> one a little bit because it was obvious you fan in the offseason for the fact that it felt, you know, a little bit dire in a way. Not not so much. You're spending a ton of money, but, like, like oh, everyone's projections of Man U, like, oh, you know, maybe it'll be four, maybe it'll be five. I even see, seen some people say, like, you know, maybe Leicester will overtake Man U, but immediately assert your dominance. You're still a top-spending team with world-class players. You guys, fucking good. I I I am very excited. By no means do I think that you know we're talking about you know the top three right now, which I think is, um, you know, pretty clearly still Liverpool, City, and um, even Spurs. I think has the ability to hang around with some of the purchases we made which you guys can get into that later but you know I think that um I think that I would expect to be competing for a top four spot um uh even Juan Basaka looked so comfortable so poised um I think there's lots of positives to take away from this game but it is just one game of 38 sure. and um we've been Jekyll and Hyde in the past so we got to show some consistency um, and and we'll be fine what a blowout though too and I mean I think we'd be Oh. Weird, remiss if we did not talk about Chelsea a little what? bit. Like, what did you think about Chelsea? Poor Frank Lampard. Mm. No, I loved watching that motherfucker get undressed. Yes. Just <laughs> embarrassed. Like, I mean, uh, what a thorn in my side for so many years as a player. Um, I'm sure, you know, if you're a Chelsea fan, I'm sure you love him. But, uh, yeah, that was that was very enjoyable to sit there and watch him with his thumbs up his Can ass. You- devolve into his career a little bit real quick for me because I don't know much about Frank Lampard as a new watcher. Yeah. You know, outside of, um, you know, a little uh, time with, gosh, you came to the MLS for like a minute um, with uh, New York City FC. Yeah, at the end of his career. But other than that, he was a a Chelsea legend in the same vein as Steven Gerrard for Liverpool. You know, he was there for a long time. Uh, club leading goal scorer, I think over 200 goals throughout his career. Um, you know, he was club captain. Um, I mean, he's he is a legend, and I think that's why he got the job, not because he's qualified, but because Chelsea knew that this season was going to be difficult with the transfer ban, and um, they put somebody out there that, you know, can sit there and take some of the um, emotional undressing that, you know, the fans are going to throw at them this season, so... Um, yeah, he, he feels like a make-weight for, for a, a head coach for them. Mm-hmm. Brad, any questions on that uh, matchup? No, no, I don't think so. Um, I love watching Chelsea lose. It's great. It's always a happy time for for yeah. the whole weekend, seeing them lose. I hate them so much. Um, United looked great. I thought Harry Maguire was the player of the game. He's just steady. Old slap head, getting it done. And the headers, to be fair, yeah, I think he won every header that I saw, which that's not something that, again, Jimmy, you're more tactically, tactically aware than Michael and I are. Like, I'm just learning to follow some of those movements and formations. I have a long way to go. But when it comes down to noticing somebody who's a great header of the ball, you, it stands out for Harry Maguire very clearly, at least in this game it did for me. So great win. It's one week. Feel the same way about Spurs and every yep. other team. But honestly, in the run of the season, that's an important win because it's a top-tier team, possibly top six. Crucial huge. Three points. It's a it's, huge win. That's the thing about Premier League. 
you know, you say it's the beginning of the season, but Tottenham, if they lost that game to Aston Villa, that's a bad fucking loss over the course of the entire season. Any time in the season, that's a bad loss, even the first game. So, like, that's what I love it's about on. it. You, you dive it's on. in. Yeah, you were on. Yeah. We're on. Premier League is on. And that's a good win for you guys. So Absolutely. You. Huge. Yeah, so, obviously... Um, we have to go into Tottenham right away, right? That's what you watched. Uh, indeed, I'd love to hear you guys' take on, on the game. I did get to watch a good portion of it. I did not get to watch the whole game. Brad? Yeah, it was... Uh, Villa was really strong in the first half, really, really strong. And I, I don't know, formations-wise, I couldn't tell you exactly, but it felt like they were clogging their side of the field quite a bit. Uh, and Spurs just couldn't break it down. So there weren't any real quality looks. Uh, Lucas Mora had one early on. And the first half, they got a goal, I think, in the eighth minute. Um, yeah. You know, and, no, I think and, it's, yeah, yeah, around there. Yeah, and, and so then we still couldn't do anything the entire, the entire match. And keep in mind, we don't have Sonny because he's suspended for this week uh, and then at the no Etihad this week. No Daly Alley through injury. Uh, Lo Celso didn't play since he was signed, which, by the Jan way, insane. Um, yeah, insane, like, you know, finish to that week, you know, on the 8th, transfer deadline day, and then boom, we're right into the season. So, so much fun. Uh, preseason converting into the regular season from the Premier League's perspective. But, um, yeah, no Jan Vertonghen. That's illness. We don't know. I think Pochettino didn't like his fitness is what I'm hearing. He did the same thing well at Alderweireld at the beginning of last season. So I think he just needs to know that everyone doesn't have a spot on the team. It is. He's old. But I I think he's trying to mix it up and just say, hey, your spot isn't guaranteed, and Davinson Sanchez is a perfectly good deputy for you. Um, So good win in the end, though. They broke it down when Erickson came in. They did switch formations, but it's hard to ignore uh, the impact that Erickson had, and I'm hearing now maybe a new deal um, sell him next year, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see. What did you see, Micah? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't believe how uncreative Tottenham were to start that game. You gave a lot of credit to Villa. Tottenham still had possession. They just could not get a dangerous pass in in the final third, and it was crystal clear that the creativity was not there with the personnel on the field, in my opinion. Um, Needless to say, if we lost Erickson, Los Celso is supposed to fill some of that role. And Dembele with Erickson looked fantastic on the offensive end. I mean, yes, there's a lot to be excited about with Spurs. The game itself was really fun. Is everything I loved about Premier League, everything that drew me in. We didn't have a goal for 74 minutes down, uh, down 0-1, and then we got that first one and the Endembele mm. strike from outside sick. the box, which is a sick first goal. And then immediately after that, the attack is on. Harry Kane gets a brace. And Tottenham win 3-1. I was very nervous until that first goal, which I think probably every Tottenham fan was a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it was a great game. I, I loved it. Uh, we won 3-1. It's great. Aston Villa, I, like Brad said, they did look pretty good. Um, Jimmy, I was interested to hear you on the other podcast. Guarantee relegation for Aston Villa. Wow. I, I did. I did. I was asked, you know... Um, you know, of the of the new teams coming up, like, what did I think about Aston Villa? And I think that, um, to my point, was you, when you buy 12 new players, um, I was impressed, you know, how, how well they played for, the, you know, 70 minutes on, um, on Saturday. But at the same time, when you buy that many players, 
you know, incorporating all of them and getting them on the same page and and doing it on the fly while trying to stay relevant in uh, when with the most competitive league in the world. Um, I think it's very hard, and I think there is almost some value to you know maintaining what you already had. So like like in Norwich, you know they they came up and they made a couple of purchases, but it's not like they tried to recreate the wheel. Like Aston Villa, um, you know it's not like they dominated the championship last season. They had to um, come up through uh, come up through playoffs. So. Yeah, I I, uh, I feel very confident that that they won't stay up, and that's that's not because I don't like them. I just, you know, teams historically in that position that do that that make that move don't last. I mean, I in recent memory, well, I guess it's not really that recent, but for me, um, like I remember QPR did that a couple of years ago, and you you've seen like Fulham last year, and there's been clubs in the past that you know get that windfall from coming up to the Premier League and and spend like crazy to try to stay there um and maybe they could have been a little more prudent with how they spent and um you know really focus on the guys they had and staying alive so queen's park that rangers the by the way yep. QPR. qpr cool name yeah yep sorry yeah, yeah they're around um, uh, they've been floating around english championship for a while it seems like right are they, they have they league one don't matter no, i can't remember i haven't i haven't looked at them in a while but yeah um I think that I, I asked Tyndall this last time, but are were you really that surprised that Endembele uh, uh, started? I know that you are pretty, like, I know you're pretty uh, um, familiar with Polk's tactics at this point, but, you know, to see a new signing start the first week of the season, was that because of who was available, or was that because he earned that, you know, that right to start? Yeah, it's it's because he actually had the opportunity in the first place to to earn the ability to start. Um, all of our signings, if you look back, I I would have to do a fact check on this, but I want to say since I started watching, have been extremely late in the window. So after the international tours, the player doesn't have any time to acclimate to the training, the regimen that Pochettino puts the players through, um, and so I think that's why we finally got one done early, and he was able to integrate himself into the team a little bit. So. I think that's part of it, and I think he's just really fucking good. Um, I think he's really fucking good, and I'm tr- I'm trying to hedge so hard. You on should him. hedge. You I should am. hedge because I, he I've been hedging wrong in the first half. Uh, he danced. He I looked nervous. That all to nerves in yep. the first time with the team and wanting to fit in too hard. Agreed. But he did. He was taking some weird extra touches at first, where I was like, "What the hell is he doing?" Completely but agree. Then, he was dancing around. Yeah. yeah. I would uh I would argue he had the second best um, um start you know a debut second best start debut thank you that's the word I was looking for second best debut of a midfielder in the Premier League I think only Rodri for Man City had a better debut um and we don't have to talk about we, that game we should talk about he Man was, U, though about Man yeah. U we uh, just talked about Man, Man, City. Man City. Yes. I'm not going to cut off my discussion about Ndebele to talk about fucking Oil City over here. Yep, sorry. Um, <laughs> they fucked them. Ndebele, uh, unbelievable strike, obviously, and I think he calmed down after that. But, Michael, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, just, like, dancing around the ball and getting used to the speed. He did say afterwards to a French outlet that he can't believe the speed of the Premier League. He's like, it It really blew me away. And but anyway, Everything's to, forward, he said. Everything's forward. If you yes in, in in League One, you got a chance. League One, you got a chance to like get the ball and gather your thoughts before you thought what you were gonna do. But everything's 
you know, fast forward, going forward in the Premier League. I like Absolutely. That yeah. Fan. Yeah, and then Pochettino uh, saying in the presser that he thinks he's only at like 30, 40% of his potential just made me so horny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's yeah, good to be yeah, back. Good win, good win. Yeah. We're happy. Although we got Man City this Sunday or Saturday. Ah, oh, god, yeah. Twelve thirty p.m. Saturday. Saturday. Yep. Shit, I can't yeah. believe playing again. Uh, playing them again. I feel like we just played them three times. Go ahead and chalk that one up to a loss, boys. Let's go home. No. No. Early yeah. in the season for them too. Dude, did you see their first match, Michael? Did we just yeah. reference it? We might as well go there, Jim. What did you see? That. Oh, West Ham. They, it is know, they started. Ham. They started slow, but they are just a well-oiled machine. Like I said, Rodri Oil, has ah, his, no uh, pun intended. Ah. Yeah, yeah, no pun intended. Uh, but he had, had his debut. He looked every bit what was promised in that position. Like think about how important Fernandinho has been for that team the last two seasons, and then put a better player that does all of the things that Fernandinho did better and more athletically. That's exactly what Rodri is. So. That's terrifying. Um, They're gonna win again. But they didn't like, yeah. you know. Obviously, they for for a team to like, you know, a team to lose a player of the quality of Leroy Sane, and then be like, you know what, we don't need to start Aguero or you know some some of these other guys. We'll start Mares, who, I mean, who is good, but isn't you know he's he's not even as good as Bernardo Silva, who was their player of the year. Like, they didn't start any of those guys, and they just like like a machine just destroyed, just like just destroyed West Ham. Um, I don't think there was ever a spot that West Ham was ever in that game, um, other than the scoreline for you know a good portion. But yeah, Man City is. And West Ham had a, a good offseason, right? That's the thing. Like everyone's like, West Ham might jump into the top six. West Ham spends <laughs> every year did, though, did and they, they right, Jimmy, they spend yeah. every year like hundred to two hundred million, They're, and they just can never put the shit yeah. together. Yeah, they're like Everton. They're constantly spending and overpaying for players. I, I think that um, uh, Haller, Haller, sure again. the the guy they got from, uh, the guy they got from uh, Eintracht Frankfurt, the striker, um, he actually had a pretty good debut with incredibly limited service, but he worked hard. I think that he could be good for them for West Ham. But yeah, I mean, I mean Jack Wilshere, like, <laughs> awful. He started for them. Um, <laughs> Wasn't he supposed to be the savior? I don't know, man. He's probably, like, I, I think the last thing I like, I, well, not the last thing, but one of the th- things that always stands out to me is like, like pictures of him like out like smoking cigs, like and partying and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you're not gonna last very long. And he looks like he's been drinking and smoking ever since. And he got drafted, <laughs> but, or he, he came up through uh, through Arsenal, did he not? And they thought he was gonna be the shit, and he was just awful in the end. It's really great. <laughs> I mean, like talent wise. Talent-wise, like, he actually was really good, and he actually had a few good seasons, but he had, like, injury after injury after injury because he couldn't stay fit, probably because he was out drinking and smoking all the time. Total goals, total goals. Five was his best season, 2013-14. Five. Five. That's, that's not a lot of goals. No. He's still not that old. What is he, 28? Like, 27 I mean, years old. In, yeah, grand scheme of things, he's still like young, which is crazy. He debuted yeah, he at so sixteen of, years old. He looks so out of his depth. Yeah, unbelievable. That's why he, they're speaking so high on him. Yeah. Sorry, tangent. Speaking of young guys, oh uh, no, tan- the tangent is me going in. Uh, I, I can't remember the guy's name, but the kid for Dortmund, mm-hmm. who he's like 
uh, what, 14 or whatever and scored six goals in his debut for Dortmund's U19 team. Like, he scored 50 goals in 28 games last year for the U17 uh, team. Um, I think he's 16. I'm sorry, not 14. Um, but even so, like, he's... Yeah. That's a, that's a side team. He scored how many? Six? I heard this. He scored six six goals in his debut for the U19 team. Um, that's also where uh, Gio he's, Reyna... He's 14. Uh, Yusofa Mukoko. Next, next yeah, six he is 14. Borussia Dortmund. U19 yeah. debut. Yeah, he played there with uh, Gio Reyna, who also scored the first minute into he's his debut. Boy, Claudio. Um, Claudio. Claudio's yeah. son, yeah. The USMNT. I got to see him... Star. I got to see him play for uh, for Dortmund against Liverpool at that game in Notre Dame. So. Very cool. Um, I don't know if you ever talked. Well, that was a lot that. of that was a lot of tangents. So, yeah. <laughs> um, this guy Paul from the uh, Norwich City guy is going to jump on the G chat here. Just a heads up. Good deal. Yeah. Awesome. So he just texted, but um, before he gets on, we'll have a uh, quick chat about the other matches. Maybe anything else you noticed? Well, let's think about that. I watched um, I watched the second half of Liverpool Norwich City, which was kind of interesting because I saw our boy Timu Pukki's goal. Pukki. Um, and Norwich City had seen Norwich City has seemed to calm down a bit, and I think they're actually pretty solid. I, I don't think they're going to be as shitty as everyone thinks. Agreed. No, I don't think anyone thought they were going to be. Like I think they're going to have a. I think they're going to stay up. They're a weird team though. They're old. So we'll we'll get into Norwich with this this guest we're about to have because his wife is a Norwich City fan. Nice. I liked the Blades getting a, a result against Bournemouth. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, scored a late one. Fun. Scored one. a late one to tie that. Yeah. I thought that like I, I think I texted you guys. I thought that that Leicester Wolves game was going to be more interesting. I watched the um, first half. It was boring. <laughs> it was. It really was. I was expecting. I was expecting. If nothing else, I was expecting even more beautiful you play. You would um, with those two squads. It was a weird, weird game. Yeah. Leicester so, was dominating. Uh, they, had, they had possession and, and shots on goal, but like nothing great. It wasn't, I don't know. Well, who was it? Wolves had a goal pulled back by VAR, didn't yes. they? Yeah. Um, yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yeah. I don't think it was legit. Um, I don't know. From my narrow mind. I Quick, quick commentary on VAR. Um, like I know the the whole um, Man City West Ham game had everyone up in arms, but honestly, as far as reviews go, they were pretty efficient um, for the games that I saw them in. Like, you know, they didn't spend a whole lot of time, from what I could tell. Like, you know, just enough to like a second look. Yep, all right, good, let's go. Um, so that was nice. It was way different than fucking watching them. Oh my god. Well, let's go. Yeah, let's go take a look at this for about twenty-five minutes. Let's kill the game. Clear we, and obvious. We done with our. Cur- Leave it to the Premier League to get it right. Break. Replay. But, but we'll we'll see. There will still be. There's still going to be controversy. There always is. Yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. It brings uh, we got, a whole new interpretation yeah. of the rules. You know, yeah, because you have to like look at it in detail, and then uh, it's weird. The air is weird. I don't love it, and I. I think it was bad for basketball. I think it was really bad for basketball. I liked, actually, I liked that. Like, like they they just went straight to tennis with it. You could hear the crowd every time VR came on. They're like, oh, uh, you know, like you've ever watched tennis where they um they have those replays with yeah. the 
the animation comes down and the ball hits. Yeah. Like that's how all the, the fans were treating it the exact same way. They like slowly like clapped into that's it and cool. like like cheered or whatever when it happened. So like I, I heard, like I could hear it on the TV when I was watching. I thought that was Premier League interesting. is the goat, man. The Premier League in the world. They'll get it. They'll get it right. They have to. So, looking forward to next week, maybe. Uh, Wolves and United, the Monday matchup. Jimmy, it's what are you looking for? It's, it's at Wolves. At Wolves. Uh, yeah, it's going to be, you know, or I think uh, a better um, a better marker of where we're at than this, you know, a home game to start the season. It, you know, it was Chelsea. You know, um, Chelsea had, obviously, a tough summer. So I don't use that too much as a measuring stick. I think Wolves, you know, with uh, as well as they played last year, especially at home against, especially against top six opponents, I think that will be a very good measuring stick for for where we're at. And honestly, um, after Wolves, we have like, and I would say like four or five games that should be um, should be winnable games. Um, but uh, I think that's if we can get a win at Wolves, we'll set ourselves up nicely for the first month or two. Of the season, um, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Um, You're at the Molyneux. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. At the Molyneux, yeah, uh, I, I like Wolves. Um, I'm excited just to watch. So. And they've had some Europa League um, qualifying. I, I think they made the group stage. I think they just made the group stage in Europa League qualifying. Good. So that's kind of cool. I think honestly, they're gonna finish lower this season. Like they, as good as they have been, like that, like it's just such a drag sure. on your on your squad um so it'll be interesting to see how they how they deal with some of that depth stuff you know i know they made some signings and stuff this summer but really it's it's going to be you know toughness and i think that they're gonna they love themselves some european um football so i wouldn't be surprised if you know if they kind of focus on that as long as they're still in the top 10 i don't think they care that much um about really chasing the top four this year um, if they can, you know, really have a, a a fun European campaign. So they played in the coolest looking stadium. I tweeted it out from our account, but against the Crusaders, I think it was Northern Ireland. Ireland. It's the coolest looking stadium I've ever seen. But anyway, that's 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 beside the point. But Europa League Wolves. I'm gonna be watching that shit for sure. I hope they keep going. Um, so what are the other matchups, Brad? Uh, quite a few, uh, quite a few interesting ones. I think Wolves United is probably my favorite one. We got Chelsea and Leicester uh, at Stamford That's Bridge. Cool. That's a pretty good one. Um, Everton Watford, which yeah. I don't know why I feel kind of similar about those squads, but I- I'll probably try Watford and watch that lost. one. They lost last week to somebody. Keep going. I'll look it yeah. up. Yeah, no, they lost to. Um, Oh, it's relegation. Uh, Brighton, like who people pick for relegation, they scored three I goals. Brighton, I think it was three goals. Yeah, yeah I think it was 3-0. Yeah, 3-0. Um, but uh, yeah. Anthony that was, at, that was at That was at Watford, too. Like, that's, uh, you know. That, they beat the shit no out of Elton John. Watford might have been a flash <laughs> in the pan. beat the show. Watford theoretically could be a flash in the pan, right? I mean, I think that that was a wake-up call. I still think that they're going to be, you know, you're going to talk about them in that, like, 9 to 13 range at the end of the season. Um, Maybe not, you know, up there with, like, this, you know, the Leicesters and the Wolves. 
but they're still a quality side. They didn't they didn't really add anybody, but they didn't really lose anybody major. They held on to um, Decoure. Um, so I think that I think that they'll they'll wake up. And I think Brighton you know caught them sleeping because Brighton should be terrible. <laughs> they got rid of Knockhart. He's in yeah. the, uh, the championship again. He's on Fulham. Anthony Knockhart on Fulham. I love Anthony Knockhart. I don't <laughs> care what anyone says. Uh, Villa Bournemouth, um, Sheffield United, and Crystal Palace, City, Spurs, of course, uh, Norwich, Newcastle. That's kind of a fun one. Yeah. And then uh, Arsenal against Who Cares, now Burnley, and Southampton, Liverpool. Liverpool going away to Southampton, so that'll be a tough challenge for our boys' squad against Liverpool. Southampton with a loss last week. Well, it wasn't just a loss. They got spanked by Burnley. Yeah. Was, I think it was all three goals in the second half. I mean, um, Burnley might be a, a you know a rise candidate. I, I noticed in our Premier League pool that you picked them kind of early. Well, they. I mean, they. You know, obviously they finished what fifteenth last year, but the year before that they finished in seventh and played in the Europa League. And so, like the getting into the Europa League, just like, I mean, they are even less equipped than Wolves are this year to be in the Europa League, and so. I think that you know it took it a lot out of them early on in the season, and they 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 went on a stretch in the second half of the year um, where they didn't lose a game for I can't remember how many games in a row, but like they are they are better than what they finished last year, and I think that I wouldn't be surprised to see them back in the top ten this year. Cool. All right, let's pause real quick. I want to get this guy on. He's having problems. Um, so hit stop recording, and then we'll start a new one for the interview. That's cool. No. And we lost it. Yep. About 31 minutes worth of interview. A uh, little recording problems. It's sad. It was a great conversation with Paul Peterson, who's a Tottenham fan, but him and his wife recently took a trip to uh, to England to watch Norwich, and then they saw a game at, at uh, Craven College, Fulham Cottage, Craven Cottage at Fulham, and then also went to White Hart Lane a few years ago have been to the new Spurs stadium. Oh, that was a fun talk. And his wife even came on uh, to talk about the podcast. It was a, it was the final rant. She just kind of came on spur of the moment and, and ranted, and it was fun. And, uh, Paul, we're sad we lost it. We do – we've had this happen before on Rooster and the Devil, so we'll probably have to rethink how we're going to do our interviews. And I've heard Skype is easy on guests, so – We'll probably switch to that. If anybody out there that's listening has a suggestion, uh, how we currently record the interviews is we set up a Google Hangout and everyone records uh, their audio on their own device locally. So you can either do it on your phone or computer, but you're saving it just your audio portion. So you're listening to the Google Hangouts with headphones on and that's how we get the best audio quality because it's recorded locally. But um, it's not always easy to explain that to new guests, and it is what it is. It has worked, and the quality is always superb, but I've heard the Skype interview quality is is also excellent. And the reason we know that, actually, is because Jimmy Karn, the devil in this podcast, was just on Who Kicked the Corner Flag, which is a fun, really fun podcast. Uh, I only got to listen to the first 20 minutes so far. I'll definitely go back and listen. But they set it up kind of like a game show. Um, yeah, but then they use the questions to then dive into conversations and well-organized, unlike Rooster and the Devil, which is just, you know, 
us drinking beer, rambling, uh, getting cool interviews, and talking about Premier League, which, you know, I hope you enjoy. Um, please consider telling your friends about this podcast, and it's a shorty this week because we lost half the episode. Peace. Yeah.